the definition of a CEO is that of a teacher. Uh, I need to um, today uh, be less about making decisions. This is my, and where I am in the journey, less about making decisions than teaching those around me how I make my decisions, um, teaching those around me um, how I think. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Ken Noor of that company. Ken, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Gresh. Thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do is just read a little bit more about Ken so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's going, he's doing. And Ken is CEO and founder of the white label digital marketing company, That Company. Yes, that the company is literally That Company. For over a decade, he's built a company that supports marketing firms and providing high quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services all under their respective brands. With over 400 plus agency partners, That Company has become the most widely trusted name in white label services that provides a true end-to-end -end white label solution that that's scalable. Ken is a leader who believes that one plus one equals three. And through his consensus, and, and through his consensus through debate leadership style, he believes that the best solutions are created with his team, not just by himself. Ken, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us to what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with the business. I, I was born, no, I'm kidding. I, we won't go back that far, <laughs> will we? Um, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been, uh, you know, always interested in, in uh, running my own business. Um, and I've had a mixed bag. Um, many of my early uh, endeavors were failures, but I don't look at them as failures. I look at them as uh, learning opportunities. Then I um, uh, kind of took a stint in corporate America for a, a little while uh, and joined a, a fairly large organization. Um, and while I was there, I, I was uh, very instrumental in, in blowing that organization uh, up. When I joined them, they were uh, 50 uh, employees. When I left them, I had over 200 in my chain of command. And so we had taken them from a, roughly a $50 million organization to a uh, almost a $300 million organization. And so, uh, and I, and I really kind of did that through what I had discovered, uh, through digital marketing, um, in, in those days, then I decided, you know what, I I've, uh, I have i done it and I kind of learned a, a lot from that. And I decided to go and hang my shingle out, you know, 13, almost 14 years ago now, uh, in the digital marketing space. And, uh, that's the the latest endeavor was uh, was that uh, started 14 years ago and and it has been a uh, a rocket ride. We started in um, 2007 and by 2010, Inc. 500 or Inc. Magazine had ranked us number 183 in the fastest growing companies, uh, right into the middle of the pack of uh, Inc. 500 companies, and uh, it's it's been a an amazing amazing experience and uh, you know learned a lot and still learning every day you know still learning i think that that for me is is what it's all about learning right applying what you what you did yesterday into what you're going to do tomorrow 
Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, it's what it all kind of comes down to. And I love mm-hmm. how you talked about that rocket ride because it definitely feels like, you know, entrepreneurship can be that. I often will say a roller coaster ride in the ups and downs. But I think yes. if you have that mentality of always being learning, then that allows you to understand that you can always kind of go forward. There's always another opportunity to, to do better, to grow, to, to do so many different things. It's, it's true, Gresh. Uh, there was, I don't, I can't tell you, uh, I guess I could look it up. I could Google it, right? But there was, it was an old saying uh, where they said, uh, the, the saying says an expert is, and this guy from the 1700s, an expert is the man in his field who has made all the mistakes there are to make. Um, and, and it's true because you can't become an expert without having made mistakes. I can have a great idea and I could maybe even get lucky in that great idea. And I've got some ideas on how something should well work. And I go off and I can do that. But when you make mistakes and you learn from them, see, I, it's not that I know what to do. It's I know what not to do. Right. And there's mm-hmm. so many of that. Uh, you know, opportunities to, to, you know, go back while well, I've learned from all those and, and you just keep stacking it on and you just keep stacking it on. And, and that's, that, that is really uh, how it, you use the term level up. That, that is exactly how you level up is to just keep learning. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely did look up the name Niels Bohr was who said that. And, and it's uh, one of those things that if you can kind of tap into that and do that on a regular basis, that it really um, allows you to understand that there's always a next level, there's always a process and you look at it as more of a marathon than an actual destination. And so I know you, you've had different, you know, companies and organizations that you, you started. And I know we're talking about that company. Could you take us through a little bit more about what you do? And for people that might be listening and not uh, familiar with the term white label, could you talk a little bit more about that too? I can. Um, so let's start with the, what white label is. So we're a white label digital marketing firm. What does that mean? Um, it means that we uh, provide services for other agencies uh, and uh, we provide those services to those agencies' clients and the clients don't know that we exist. Um, so we may do search engine optimization or pay-per-click management or all of the different things you mentioned earlier. And uh, the end client, as we call it, has no idea that it's not the agency themselves that's providing it, that they've, they've outsourced to us to provide that services. But the, I think the, the thing that differentiates us from other, and I'm using air quotes right now, other white label companies, is that we actually interact directly with the client. Um, what, we, what we saw in the industry and what we know a, a, a lot of, again, air quotes, white label companies do is that they, they do the work for you, but they leave the agency to have to talk to the customer about the work. So it's, it's very difficult to scale, especially for a, a solopreneur or a smaller agency. It means that they have to have the meeting with the customer and then come back to the white label and say, the customer wants this. And then the white label says, well, what about this? And then they have to go back to the customer and say, well, what about this? And then they have to come back to the white label and go, well, they said that. And then, so you get stuck in the middle in the communication and we're all familiar with the telephone game as a kid where we whisper a Mm -hmm. secret around and before long, what, what is said is not heard at the very end. And so we cut all that out. Our team members, our staff members are all, um, highly trained, really smart, intelligent people who interact directly with the client and the client has no idea that they're not interacting with the brand. Um, and so that kind of sets us apart. We truly do white label our services rather than just outsource, which is what I think a lot of other white labels say that they, uh, they do. They just really outsource and you end up doing it. That gives you the ability to scale because as a CEO or a small agency owner, 
you, you know, if, if you've got to sit in every meeting and, and that's, that that's, doesn't really work well, there's, you have a limited capacity on how often you can do that. So that's what, what white label is, at least that's what white label is in our eyes. Um, the true meaning of white label is that you're able to, you know, step away uh, from having to be in the middle of that. So how do we get started? Uh, and what is the story? Maybe a little bit of that company. In 07, we started out uh, not as a white label organization. We started out as a digital marketing firm. And in fact, we started out in a niche uh, in uh, uh, home building and new home builders and construction uh, and was the wor worst mistake I could have made, but it wasn't a mistake in, mm -hmm. in 07 because in 08, the home building industry crashed and mm -hmm. burned. And so we had to do a pivot. And so we pivoted and said, we're going to become agnostic. We're going to work on, you know, pretty much any industry. And so we are seocompany.com and we're ppcmanagement.com and we're retmanagement.com in addition to being thatcompany.com. In, in that early year, in, in 2008, the very next year, we had um, a, an SEO firm out of New York City uh, call us because at the time we were uh, really every, very heavily around PPC management and ppcmanagement.com. And we were doing a lot of pay-per-click uh, work for clients in Google ads. And that time, in those days, it was AdWords and, and uh, whatnot. But they called us and said, hey, look, we do SEO, but we don't do pay-per-click. Would you work an arrangement for uh, us to be able to do uh, you know, pay-per-click for our clients? And so that's where we built that customer relationship. The very first thing, our first white label customer was and their needs were we don't have people who can be on the phone we need you to do that and so we built our entire model around that and by 2011 they had 75 clients with us um and and we were off and rolling um in 2015 i won't go into the all the details but in 2015 we decided that we were really going to pivot again. We were going to double down and push everything into our white label relationships rather than go out and hunt for business directly. Um, we would uh, just, uh, we would focus on our white label partnerships. And at that time we had three, um, that original uh, company that had, had joined us in 08. And seven years later, we had added on two more. Not that we had been out looking for them. They had just kind of found us. But we thought, this is a really, really good space for us. Uh, and in uh, today, uh, like you mentioned in my introduction, we have over 400 agency partners. We are 100% committed into the white label space. We're a white label internet marketing firm now. Um, and we don't go and hunt direct business at all. Uh, you know, occasionally somebody will call us and, 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 we'll, and we'll work with them, but we'd rather actually refer them through one of our partners, especially if they need a service that we don't offer. Like we don't do web design or development um, and they need web design and development. I'd rather refer them through a trusted partner who I'm gonna work with and provide the services uh, that we provide while our partners provide their core services, whatever they may be, so. That gives you, uh, does that answer the question you're looking for to understand? Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate yeah. you for, for breaking that down and even touched yeah. on uh, the secret sauce and what what I what you feel kind of sets you apart. And to definitely hear that you take it a step further, it's not just kind of behind the scenes, but also working in tandem is absolutely huge because it allows the organizations and the, and the people and, you know, whatever services they might provide to be able to be in their zone of genius and know that their clients are still getting the quality of the services that you provide. So I absolutely um, appreciate that. And 
I wanted to switch gears a little bit sure. and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? For me as a, as an individual and me as a CEO is, um, is routines and uh, a morning routine. Uh, I almost don't even like to call it a routine because a routine uh, isn't really uh, explain the depth uh, of and the importance that I consider to have. So I almost call it a ritual. It's this thing that I do uh, every day and the way that I, uh, I start my day out that launches my day for me. Uh, and I think that you build that, you build a routine and it can be completely custom for you or a ritual for you of what that is. Yeah, I definitely uh, appreciate those hacks. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. If I were to pick one, I've got so many little things that I've collected um, throughout the years, uh, which ones are important and, and whatnot. I'll give you the one that is kind of a, um, it's a, it's a, it was a, a little bit of a game changer for me. I, I'm, both my kids are grown now, but when I coached them, um, I would say to them, you know, uh, I coached them out on the field. I was a coach and they played soccer and football and uh, basketball were their three main sports. Uh, and I would pull them off the field every now and then. And I would say to them, we, you know, the difference we have to make in this game is six inches. We just have to change six inches. And the first time I would tell them that, or first time I told each of them that, they were like, what six inches? Do I need to shoot six inches to the right or to the, no. And I would pick my hand up and, and, and hold my index fingers up on both my hands. And I would put them on my temples and point at, and point at my head and say, it's that six inches. It's the six inches between your temples. If you can just change your mental attitude, you can change everything. I love that nugget. Yeah, so um, I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition right. of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Ken, what does being a CEO mean to you? My definition of a CEO uh, comes from me doing what's called the 360, which is where I, uh, I ask all my uh, uh, people that report to me, my stakeholders to say, what are the things that you, that I need to work on, right? What do I need to improve? Uh, and, uh, so I'm constantly on that journey for trying to make myself better, learn from my mistakes. And so at the moment, the definition of a CEO is that of a teacher. Uh, I need to, um, today, uh, be less about making decisions. This is my, and where I am in the journey, less about making decisions than teaching those around me, how I make my decisions, um, teaching those around me, um, how I think. Can yeah. truly appreciate that definition, and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional we can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure. Um, so, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can catch me on social media: uh, Twitter, LinkedIn at Ken Nor. That's K E N K N O R R. Uh, if you want to learn more about that company, it's really not that hard to find that company. Um, in fact, you'll have a hard time forgetting our brand because we're just that company. Um, so go to thatcompany.com slash podcast. Uh, we typically uh, run an offer out there of some sort. Uh, you know, even if you're listening to Grush's podcast here, you know, five years from now, go see what's up there and what offer we're throwing out at the moment. Um, but that's a great way to, uh, to learn about us. Uh, and uh, if you want to connect to me, that's, uh, that's the way you connect to me. Uh, Grush, it was uh, my pleasure 
uh, being here. Your your questions were were excellent, and they made me think, which you know doesn't always happen on a podcast. On a lot of the shows I go on, I'm it's just like you're repeating kind of rote the same stuff that it was asked by the last guy, and and that tells me that uh, uh, you uh, have a unique uh, uh, vision for what you're trying to accomplish here, and it's and I think it's awesome, and I'm and I'm honored to be here, man. Definitely. The honors are definitely all, all mine and definitely all ours as well, too. So, Ken, I truly appreciate, you know, all the perspective that you provide, the, the, the impact and the ripples that you make, you know, in your organization, but in, in you know, so many different ways, you know, beyond that. Uh, so I appreciate you again. We will have the links and information in the show notes to make it even easier for everybody to get a hold of you and find out about all those offers. But thank you so much again, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.